Welcome to episode 24 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'm talking about how to level up with confidence. So what are the things you need in your life? What do you need to put in place in your career in order to reach that next level despite what you think may be stopping you? If you haven't already signed up to the Level Up with Confidence Masterclass, Do it now before tickets run out and before they go off sale at the end of this week. The link is in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello. Wow, I have had the most insane week, like in a good way. I don't know if any of you had seen my Instagram story about the 100 nose challenge or rejection therapy. It's basically where I got this idea from listening to another podcast, but it's where you write no a hundred times on a sheet of paper and your aim is to get as many rejections and cross off all the no's as quickly as possible. The theory is the more you ask for stuff, the more likely you're going to get amazing results from whatever you're asking. But the thing that stops me from asking in the first place is that I'm scared of getting a no. So when the goal is to get as many no's as possible, it kind of makes it fun getting rejected. Now, I set this challenge out to my Instagram fam as to who wanted to join the challenge. And I asked people who wanted to join to tell me how many no's they're aiming for in seven days. So that ends tomorrow as of the time of this recording. But I've got to admit, I actually haven't done very well. I set out to get 15 no's by tomorrow. I've got two so far, which is horrendous, but, 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 but I've actually been out to ask for lots of stuff that I haven't normally, and I have received so many results already. It's actually pretty crazy. So for example, I asked whether I could speak as part of a series of talks. That person has said yes, definitely. So more details to come out later on this year on that. I also asked to have a chat with a best-selling author because I'm interested in writing my own book. He said yes, and I just spoke to him on the phone just before jumping on the microphone here. I have pitched a massive group coaching workshop program to a tech corporate here in Bristol 
they didn't say no. They said they're really interested. There's lots of red tape when it comes to corporate settings, but they said they were going to ask their directors whether this was something they could put some money towards. And the biggest and most important yes that I've gotten out of this rejection therapy is a few new coaching clients. So this is really important because my whole aim in life is to help women to achieve career bliss and to reach for the things that they want to in their careers without having to give up any of their social or family lives. I know it's possible. I've coached women on doing this before. I've been through it myself. Yet there are times when I hold back from offering coaching packages because I am afraid they will say no. And how silly is that now that I say it out loud? I'm holding these women back from receiving the support that I can give them. When I don't offer coaching packages to women in STEM, I am allowing them to continue life living a really, really tough work-life balance where they are stressed all the time, when they aren't getting any training or support on how to take back control of their careers. So although it's very unlikely that I'm going to hit my 15 rejection target for tomorrow, but there is still time, I guess. Never say no. (laughs) I might not get there, but the real results and the real aim for doing this exercise has already paid back in such a short amount of time. In six days, I've received all this extra value in my life and provided extra value to other people's lives just because I was no longer afraid of getting a no. Imagine what you could achieve if you weren't afraid of getting no's from people. So I invite you all to do a bit of experimenting over the next week. Write 100 no's on a sheet of paper and see how many you can cross off. See how many rejections you can get in one week. Please tell me if you're doing this. Go and message me on Instagram. My handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. Tell me how many no's you're aiming for. And I want to hear about your progress. The other thing I've been working a lot on recently in myself is aligning with my values. So getting really clear on what my values are and what they mean to me. I knew what my values are because I've done my own values worksheet. I have a worksheet on my website. Um, If anyone's interested in finding out what your personal values are, go over to my website. I'll leave a link to that worksheet in the show notes as well, just so that you can have quick access to it. It'll get you to a place where you can reveal your top three values in life. So I knew what my values were, but I was doing a bit more work on realizing what those values actually meant to me and when I, in what scenarios I achieved those values. And a byproduct of that has been me being able to firstly live with integrity because I'm really clear on what those values mean to me and how they show up in my life. And through that was getting more in touch with my intuition. This is definitely something that I have 
lost over the years. I think when you're a kid, you're very intuitive and lots of uh, mums that I speak to actually say this to me. Their kids are so intuitive. They just know when something's off either within themselves or even within their parents. But sometimes I felt like maybe my training as an engineer where I was trained to be super logical about things, just look at the, uh, just look at the facts, just try and figure out what is going on based on the data. I lost that sense in me where I could rely on my intuition, rely on my, those gut feelings. But through this values work, I feel like I am slowly getting back in touch with my intuition and I'm really feeling at peace with all the decisions that I'm making in life and in business at the moment. For example, putting together the Level Up with Confidence Masterclass, which I'll be talking about today. But all of these mini decisions that I'm making that are working towards the direction I want to go. I just feel really aligned right now. And I don't know if you believe in this stuff. I'm exploring it myself at the moment. But yesterday on Instagram, I saw that I reached 777 followers. And I thought that I'm just going to look up what this number means. And sure enough, it's an angel number, which means I'm heading in the right direction. It also means that I need to pay attention to my intuition. How weird is that? On top of that, one of my best friends from home messaged me that morning saying that she's reading this amazing book. It is called Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. I think that's how you say it. And it is about how to get back in touch with your intuition. So weird. Anyway, if you know of any resource or somewhere I can learn more about angel numbers, please send me a message because I would love to learn more about this topic. It's something I don't know much about at all. Shoot me a message over on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Wow, I really have yabbered on for long enough, but I promise we are going to get into today's episode topic right now. How do you level up with confidence? I've been talking to so many women over the last couple of weeks about what challenges they're facing in their STEM careers right now. And the most common thing that keeps coming up again and again is women are feeling like they're stagnating in their roles. So they, you know, they've been through the really exciting part of the first few years of their career. They're getting to a point where they're feeling proficient at what they're doing. They've grown and stretched to a certain point, but now they want to move up to the next level, but there's a barrier in place. I've heard all sorts of things. For example, there are too many people in the level above me that All the opportunities that I want to get are automatically being given to them. I've also heard we are so busy at the moment. My boss is tearing her hair out because she doesn't have enough people working on stuff. I don't want to go and bother her about it. I've also heard 
we're in the midst of a global pandemic. There are just not as many new and exciting projects coming into our workplace at the moment. So therefore, I can't get the opportunities that I want. Now, I've spoken to all these women with lots more other barriers that they've presented to me, but there's one thing in common with each of them. It's that they haven't realized that they have more control over their career than they realize. So I've packaged up all the best bits, all the golden nuggets of our coaching sessions into one two-hour masterclass, the Level Up With Confidence Masterclass, so that I can try and get this information out to more women in a shorter period of time. So if you feel like you're currently stuck in your career or you've been maybe pigeonholed into doing something, maybe you want to get a promotion but you don't feel that the opportunity is there, there might be something that you really want to work on or you've got a strength or a skill that's being underutilized. If it is that you want to reach the next level and you feel like there's this block in front of you, keep listening because I'm going to give you the four most common problems which you are probably facing right now and what to do about them. Okay, let's go. The first problem is that you've got a lack of of career path clarity. By this, I mean you don't know exactly what the next step looks like or maybe what the next five steps look like in your career. What do you actually want? I used to think this wasn't a problem. I used to think, well, I'm just the type of person who likes to go with the flow. I know other people who feel this is a massive problem because they're planners and they want to know what's next. Either way, I know for sure that what this will mean for you is that you will end up feeling stuck, confused and frustrated in your current role. It's like you're doing lots of stuff, but you're not going anywhere. This is my quick fix. This is what to do, okay? Stop overthinking it. Find out what is it that excites you about work. What do you enjoy doing? What excites you? Like, if you know you've got this thing planned in the day, are you excited in the morning when you get up? Find out what that thing is and aim towards that. Try and get more of that into your career and into your day-to-day. Be certain that every single activity you do at work is for some sort of purpose that you align with. So even if it's that you've got to do some sort of task that you hate doing, you're doing it because it leads you to doing stuff that excites you. Problem number two, which I'm seeing a lot of right now, is that you feel like it's not fair that you're not being given the opportunities that you want or that you deserve at work. For some of you, you feel like, gosh, it's just so difficult. Why do I have to prove myself before I'm given this opportunity? For others, you might feel like you've got so little time to do anything else. You've got so little time to reach for something higher because you're already so busy doing your current job. 
When you're not being given the opportunities that you want at work, it means you're not using your full potential. So you're not doing you any good and you're not doing your team any good. You're not doing your organization any good because let's face it, if a worker is only working at part of their potential, they're holding their biggest talents and strengths from benefiting their team. So if you feel like it's not fair that you're not being given the opportunities that you want, I'm going to ask you a bit of a pointy question right now. The people who can make that happen, is it obvious to them that you want that? I'm going to say that again. Does your boss or does your line manager, the person who could give you those opportunities that you want, do they know that that is what you want? I can bet you that nine times out of 10, there is something that you could do to move you closer to getting those opportunities, but you haven't done it. There's something in your control. So my tip on what to do if you're feeling this way is that you brainstorm all the things that you are in control of that you haven't actioned. For example, making it really obvious to your boss that this is something that you want. And if you feel like that's imposing or that you might upset your boss or that it's being demanding, stop. Stop right now. I said it before and I'll say it again. When you're not using your full potential at work, you are holding back your talents and your strengths from your team. You are not being as efficient and effective as you could be to the company if you had these opportunities. Common problem number three, you have figured out what you want in your career, but it seems impossible. It feels like it's so overwhelming and you don't feel empowered at all to do anything about it. When this happens, you procrastinate and you lose confidence that you can ever enjoy your job again. Does this sound familiar? Have you ever procrastinated and thought that you were just lazy? Well, chances are you weren't lazy. It was that you felt overwhelmed and procrastinating was easier than tackling the problem head on. So what to do about this? Find some sort of way that is fun where you can track your progress. For example, I talked about at the start of this episode how I am trying to get 100 rejections. I don't like being rejected, but I've made it fun. How can you do that for yourself? What is a really difficult problem that you're trying to solve at the moment? And make it fun. In terms of stepping up in your next career, what I would recommend is that you come up with all the possible barriers that you might face and solve them before they even arise and then track them. Eliminate all those risks of a goal not being achieved and track your progress towards your goal. The fourth and final problem I see women facing at the moment is that you don't feel like you can convince your manager or your directors to give you what you want in your career. So let's assume you have already followed my advice on making it really obvious to your boss that this is what you want to aim for in your career. You've now got a plan 
that you're tracking in a really fun way so you're not procrastinating anymore. You're really, really clear on what you want. But you just kind of feel like your manager's not on board. Like they just don't really care or maybe just don't have the vision that you have. What can you do about this? Well, the thing you can do is to learn the basics of how to influence others. Influencing people is a skill that you learn. You can either learn it by trial and error, trying lots of different things, seeing what works. You can read full books about influencing other people, or you can attend training such as the Level Up With Confidence Masterclass. Influencing people is really important and something that a lot of women find a bit icky to talk about or a bit icky to learn how to do because I feel like it is convincing someone to do something they don't want to do. That is not the purpose of influencing people in the workplace. The purpose of influencing people in the workplace is because you know that something is going to be really beneficial to your company or your team. You are the person to do it because you have those strengths and you are passionate about this topic. And without you influencing others to get on board, then your workplace or your team is never going to benefit from this big vision that you've got. So you've got to get people on board for the greater good, not just so that you can work on something that you like, which is of course very important, but it's going to benefit the world. It's going to benefit your team in a bigger and better way. If influencing others in the workplace is something you would like to learn more about, drop me a message. I am very happy to do another podcast episode on that very topic if I get enough interest. But there you have it. Those are the four most common problems and my four solutions for women who want to level up but don't know how to. Check out the link in the show notes if you want a ticket to the masterclass. At the time of this recording, there are a few tickets left. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to let me know, I always appreciate a rating and review. I look forward to speaking to you again in a week's time. Until then, take care.